Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. We just want to shout this out right at the beginning that if you like the show, please go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show and give us a rating or give us a comment or a review. It, it sounds silly because everyone says this, but it really does help people find us and even just talking about it word of mouth. Um, if you are an artsy-fartsy immigrant or you know someone who is, feel free to also hit us up on Instagram at artsy-fartsy-immigrants or send us an email at podcast at m945.de. We just wanted to go ahead and get that right out at the beginning of the show because we're, we, it really means a lot to us that the, the listeners who listen are listening and we just want more listeners to listen. <laughs> Yeah, man, this is, uh, so right now we are in, uh, so Mo has a, has completely uh, redecorated and, you know, revolutionized his apartment, and right now, I have to admit, I'm in like the coziest uh, version of your apartment that I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I think it, for the moment it is the co- coziest version it could um, have turned into. So um, for all our listeners who might not know how this room looks, or maybe have seen some parts of it on on our Instagram, Maybe. but it's it's the same um, room we've always recorded when we've been at my place. Yeah, but it's not a a kind of student's dorm anymore in a shared flat. Yeah, it is a living room now. We're actually going to take a little photo of us here. I don't know if we can. Let's see if we can. Okay, if we can can. <laughs> Let me do it from like further away yeah. here. <laughs> we have to lean this is, in. This is great for our podcast listeners just listening to us taking a selfie. <laughs> Damn. You guys, yeah, you guys are going to see this. Um, it's a funny picture because it's just the we wall. We can also really, add but... pictures within the podcast. So th- that's what oh, we're yeah. going to do here. Are you are you cool showing like this part of your sure. of your room here? Then I'll take a photo of that too and we can see. You guys can see the new digs here. It's so nice. There we go. Yeah, that's super cozy. Um yeah, and we actually, we've been separated for two weeks. It's nice to actually see you face-to-face. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, man, yeah, this has been a really, a really full week. I think I think what I really needed this week was, like, a little bit of good news. You know, I felt like so much in September, you know, like, the last maybe two episodes ago or something. Yeah, the, I think it was, yeah, it was the last episode, The Longest Monday. I just ranted and moaned and complained because the the things I was going through and the problems that I was facing that just felt super overwhelming mm-hmm. and everything just felt like it was sitting on top. And I just thought like, man, Germany is too much for me sometimes. And I, I know that I can't go home. I don't know. I can't, I can't run away from all this stuff. And I just felt very overloaded. But um, I have to say, I'm very thankful that this week actually brought a lot of really good news. Um, some good news in our, in our personal life that I can tell you about later. And then also just some good news in general with like with music and and stuff like, um, you know, finally this week um, or maybe just the tail end of last week, the Breaking Even show came out. And I'm really proud of that, man. I did not see. You don't have to watch it like immediately or something. Yeah. But if you guys um, like if you want to see the show, I think all six episodes are uh, already you can already watch them on zdf.com i think it's the 
It's the Mediatek. Yeah. ZDF Neo, the, the, the Mediatek. It's got to be something like zdf.de slash um, Mediatek M-E, like media plus T-H-E. Maybe I can put that K, link. But I'm not sure if there's also a geo-blocking on it. That's a good point. Yeah, for the Americans, for I'm not sure. All you Americans who own a decent VPN. <laughs> right, yeah, if you have... Uh, oh, man, I would love if we got sponsored by, like, Ghost VPN. Or uh, what's the one? Oh, what's the one? The VPN that every I podcast told you, is. I told you about about ExpressVPN. I think they're always talking about that. Okay, one. I told you about the one I use. Uh huh. CyberGhost. CyberGhost, right? My uh, <laughs> my hypothetical torrent uh, browser always uh, promotes CyberGhost. Yeah, uh, um, it's amazing. But in in general, because um, we do not want to what. Want to advertise certain um, VPN <laughs> providers here, but what I find super funny yeah. is that VPNs seem to be a thing for a wider um, wider audience now. Yeah, because um, I I watched like linear TV again for a few nights, like, like normal on the TV. TV. Normal TV. Yeah, I haven't even I haven't like, seen that since yeah. I've been to America in forever. <laughs> um, and just just uh, just a few shows, and obviously I still do when I watch sports. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of VPN commercials on, like, hey, have your that's crazy. Have your internet security. Do not leave too many. Um, Don't leave so much open space for yeah, them to exactly. come steal your data. And that's something. That's something that is. True and something people should care about their their yeah. web security, yeah. but something I didn't realize because um, I use a VPN f for um, since I don't know two years now. Yeah. Uh, also, a, a one I pay for. Um, yeah. On the one hand, to for for researches mm -hmm. my job because it could be it can be great, and on the other hand, it's also great for watching sports, yeah. especially US sports. Yeah, and um, US Netflix, etc. That's uh, the other perks of it. It's great, man. Especially like if yeah, if your VPN isn't uh, like if it's not recognized as a proxy for Netflix, yeah. and you can get through. Oh man, American Netflix is the best. You really think so? Because I think it's pretty great. That's I mean, something I'm biased. I want to I have a conversation <laughs> about with you mm -hmm. because the only thing I really watch and still watch from time to time on American Netflix. Mm -hmm. Is The Office American The Office? Sure, which is one of the greatest shows of all time for me. The greatest sitcom of all time. Yeah, I mean it is amazing. It um, is, I, I still see clips of it. Like people still post so many clips of this show so on, many on, memes. on and memes, like on Instagram and TikTok is huge with The Office references, and it's it's wild to me. And, and I still see them after after what ten years of the show being off the air, and it's still funny. It's still really good. Yeah, I, I gotta admit, I I started it. I, I've seen it for the first time, the first season, like last year. For the first time ever. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen a few episodes of the the British one, original Ricky Gervais British. Yeah. Um, Office, mm -hmm. but not of the American, and I still love it. I, I have still have not seen anything, but it's like the first six seasons I've I've watched now. But what okay. I wanted to talk about because. For watching The Office, it's great because um, you would not find it on any um, streaming platform in Germany. You would have to buy it digitally or... Right. Yeah, for some reason, it's very hard to get. Um, but besides that, mm -hmm. last time I checked, and it's been like in May or something. Because, or no, it wasn't in, in still April or something like 
more more lockdowny times where yeah. I was um, sitting at home, and you kind of feel you've watched through everything German Netflix and German Amazon Prime and. Yeah. Seen the stuff you want to see on Disney Plus, watched like the, the yeah. Star Wars saga for the fifth time or whatever this year. Yeah. And then I checked the American Netflix besides The Office. Right. And you all you were disappointed. I, I was I was really disappointed because hmm. I imagined to to find more amazing stuff, but for me it hmm. felt like I cannot um make a point here by having having everything listed down the head at that point. Right. But my impression was all of the, the 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 great stuff that they have on European Netflix is not there. Some of the great stuff, which are American Netflix productions, are obviously there. Right. Um, but the the part in Europe that is filled with great um, European stuff, or could also be American productions that are right. on European Netflix, right, is just more filled that space with. Um, blockbusters yeah yeah i think cheap action I, movies etc yeah yeah i think i mean i haven't seen american netflix in a while i think the last time i really checked it out checked it out was the last time that i stayed for like a decent amount of time in america i think i was maybe it was more than a year ago i was staying at my friend bruno's house and i remember that on the american netflix they had two shows that i always want to see but i just never have access to and that's parks and recreation which I think is still an American Netflix. That yeah. is like one of my all-time favorite shows. It's from the creators of The Office. It's the same okay. like kind of fake documentary style, but great, great, great characters. Super, super funny. The first maybe two episodes um, are a little bit rusty, and mm-hmm. then you just get so into it. And then the other show that I really, really love is a show created from like Seth Meyers, Fred Armisen, and Bill Hader. It's called Documentary Now. And they they reenact and sort of mock famous documentaries from from the past like 60, 70 years. Okay. Like these big, like for example, um, there's this huge documentary from Errol Morris called I think it's the Thin Red Line, not the Thin Blue Line. But I could have that reversed. I think it's the Thin Red Line. And it's a famous documentary where he very candidly interviewed these two guys who were in prison Mm -hmm. and they had a very separate story about like an event that happened on a particular night. And it was so engrossing that it actually ended up getting one of them out of prison. So it was a huge documentary. And so they take movies like this or like Mm -hmm. the jinx or something. Yeah. And they will play the roles of the people and like kind of, (laughs) kind of change the story to like sillier, funnier things. It's all really dry humor. Um, but I think, I think you have a point there about that when you, like you get bored and burned out pretty quickly on uh, German Netflix, like, you know, there's sometimes yeah. some, some new things here and there, but, um, I think the fact that there's so many different streaming platforms competing against each other right now, like, you know, you have YouTube originals, you have uh, HBO, you have Disney. Apple originals are the Apple new originals shit. are great. I was told. Yeah, they are great. Um, I've seen it, like um, the morning show is like an amazing, amazing show. I've heard about that, and there must be one show about um, life in Iran. That I don't know. The oh name. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but I was told this is it's an it's an amazing show. I don't know the name. Yes, I saw two episodes of this. It's it's, oh, it's, a, it's about a, a Mossad agent in Iran or something. Oh, like then that. maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm sure. We we, sh- we can um, can look that up. 
I can look that up. Um, but yeah, Apple, but I th- I think YouTube. So many things are just taken. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, the licensing is being fought for and purchased over and over. Like the same thing with the MCU mm-hmm. being dragged over to to Disney and stuff. I think Netflix in America probably has like a lot, maybe more competition with what they're allowed to license than perhaps German Netflix, which, you know, it's it's a country that has its own, you know, productions and it has its own, you know, has its own things to fill those gaps. Um, but I the show always... is called Tehran. What's it called? Tehran. Tehran. Like like the capital of of Iran. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, Tehran. Tehran. Um, okay, okay, yeah. And it is about an a female Israeli agent that is sent to there and. Can I see it. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen anything and it's an, is, about that. It's an Israeli show. Apple TV original. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Apple TV also has some really cool things. But I think that's something, I don't know. That, you know, I saw this issue about Netflix that I completely agreed with, which there was an article that came out. I don't know if it was with like Vulture magazine or Rolling Stone or something. But they said like, the biggest issue with Netflix right now is that they are canceling series too early. They're canceling series after like one season. Um, and not giving them a chance for people to like get involved in it and get it and absorbed into it. For example, I just found out, and maybe maybe we can double check this, that the show Glow, G-L-O-W, was canceled on Netflix. And if that's true, then I'm really, really upset by that because that show, I was ex- I was really into it, big fan. And the show, the story wasn't finished. Is that, is, do you see it there? Is it? There's an article from... This month, mm-hmm. I think they were like in Glow. Netflix female wrestling dramedy will not be returning to the ring for a fourth and final season. The streamer has reversed Why? its renewal decision made more than a year ago in August 2019. The series starring starring Alison Brie, Betty Gilpin, and Mark Maron yeah. has become the latest casu- casualty of the coronavirus-related production shutdown. Wait, so okay, so they're just not releasing one now because of Corona, or they're just not doing it? Because that would really, I mean, just then do it another year or something if you can. But the show was great. The show was so good. Have you seen it at all? No. Dude, it's a great show. It's well written. It's well acted. It's unique. But here it says, um, COVID has killed actual humans. It's a national tragedy. That's something very American to say. It's a national tragedy. And should be... Right, not a global (laughs) tragedy, but a national tragedy. That's true. And should be our focus. COVID also apparently took down our show. Series creator Liz Flahiv. I'm not sure. And Carly Mensch said in a statement to Deadline, Netflix has decided to not finish filming the final season of GLOW. Blah, blah, blah. Because of Corona, because, because of the of risks. Corona. So it could be that they might return in another year. Maybe. But that's also an interesting argument for it. I mean, I know that a lot of productions were halted or completely put to an end because of Corona. But it's interesting to me that also, I mean, at least in Germany, it seems like a lot of productions are picking up again. And I think next year is going to be an overhaul of things like people, like productions, I think, like. Next year is going to be a lot of delayed filming, a lot of weird over budget time structures, <laughs> a lot of weird releases coming out there, like half assed. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot for like editors and like music supervisors. And hopefully for someone like me, it's a lot more jobs. But I, I really, 
I think next year is going to explode. You've worked on something new today for Join. That's right, my friend. That's friends. what your Instagram story told me. Yeah, that was part of part of that like that good news week I'm talking about. Like you know, you know, Breaking Even came out, and you know, these four songs. I'm really happy with them, and you know, that's all done. And then um, my good friend Giovanni, he's another composer, and he's doing the music for this new Join show called Stichtag. I don't know if you heard anything uh, about it. I think it drops November twelfth on Join. Was there? Uh, there is something uh, like the, the the young people uh, of okay, Munich. Okay, okay, okay. No, no. Yeah. Um, because there has the there has been this one, not really sequel, but kind of um, kind of sequel movie. No, it's not a sequel, but it's kind of the same plot. Um, from Hangover, oh, which was called Stichtag in Germany. Oh, it was okay. I yeah, right. It was it was like the scary movie mock mock movies, but it was done about the Hangover and Hunger Games, right? Yeah. It was like the Mocking Games or the Hunger Bird or something. It was like called, that. Ah, um, oh, that that looks so bad. The trailer <laughs> looked so bad for that. Or, original title due date from two thousand ten. Due date? Oh, the, with Zach Galifianakis? And, yeah. Oh, that was, dude. I thought you were talking about, there's an actual new movie out ah, that okay. makes fun of The Hangover. No, 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 no. No, it's just because of um, because of kind of the plot and Adam Galifianakis, etc. Right, with Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. I remember seeing that movie. Um, and Jamie Foxx. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but yeah, that one this was called Stichtag in, in Germany. That's why I was oh, confused. Funny. How would you translate that? Something day. <laughs> Now, Stichtag means like due date. It means due date. Like, yes. Yeah, oh, like a deadline. Like something a, like a deadline, yeah. All right. That does make sense because I know the story um, and I know what happens. So that does make sense. Um, but it's like these 16 minute episodes and it's going to be one of the first series or original series that Join produces, I think. Mm -hmm. So it drops November 12th. They've done some documentaries so far. Yeah. Some I haven't reality, some reality TV. Yeah. I haven't investigated too much about what they about what they do because for me it's, it's but yeah it's another streaming a little platform. hard it's another streaming platform and it's it's German based yeah exactly so I think it's, it's going to be only it's from Prozeben oh okay I didn't know that um, but yeah Giovanni my friend is the composer for that show and um, it's a very cool soundtrack it's very like modern hip hop um, it's very like street trip like like kind of trip hop. I don't know, like imagine, because oh, the thing is, the whole thing follows like 17 year olds. Mm -hmm. So it's all about like what are like lower income, you know, street smart teenagers listening to today. It's going it to be like SoundCloud rap. Yeah, like the outskirts, like in the more, like, I don't know if it's, I don't know from north, south, east, west, which most outskirt is more poor and maybe or more dangerous. Mm, if you could say so at if all. If you could say so. Because um, Munich, yeah. compared to, Hamburg, Berlin, Frankfurt, etc. Right. Um, it's definitely it's super rich and super clean because yeah. of the way it's um, Bavaria has rained. Um, but it could be north, west, or okay. the very east. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not totally sure of which direction, but anyway, <laughs> a few kilometers away from here. Could yeah, be. it could it could be. Yeah. So it's like some some outskirts suburban. Uh, location with some teenagers and and uh, you know the cool thing is about the cast they're all most of them 
are like actual struggling teens who oh, were okay. in, in like Jungenhaus, like youth houses and stuff. Um, and a, a, and then a couple of them, like one of them is an in, like an, an influencer, and one of them is uh, like a really 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 great actress, I think. But they're all perfect for what they do. They all fit really well, and I've seen a few episodes of it, and I really like it. And so anyway, Giovanni's doing the music for it, and uh, he brought me in today to do. I think I think I will have done like four songs with him for this the same way about breaking even where Mm -hmm. he's like the lead guy. I think maybe with Giovanni, I have a bit more of a, of an influence. Like I can, I can change more things. Like I have more freedom to do more than like just the text as opposed with David. He, he definitely has more of like a control. He has like a final, a real final say. Um, But it's cool with Giovanni too, because we can play a lot more like, Hey, how about we take this out or change this or whatever. And yeah, um, basically, actually, this leads me to what I, I wrote down here. What I wanted to really mention was that, um, so what I'm really trying to get into a lot more these days, besides like musical supervision and, and of course, performing music, like singing and, and writing, uh, singing and, and playing guitar is, uh, text writing. And actually Giovanni was very supportive and helpful with that idea. He told me I should look into maybe getting gigs as like a tech, like a text writer for jingles or ads or other artists like i've done lyrics for a few bands i've done lyrics for these tv shows and a few movies and stuff and i love doing it and it's it's easy for me i really enjoy that work it's quick it's good money and um so that that's a job i've been trying to push more actually and slightly connected to that is um i've just recently set up a patreon account yeah i've seen that and that I, I might I think this might be a good opportunity to explain what Patreon actually is because right. I am someone who has heard of it and has only to do with it in terms of I know some people like streamers, musicians, etc. Mm-hmm. who do this, right. but I've never actually been on Patreon myself right. or and have donated something or received something or whatever. Yeah. So maybe that's a to go on, but maybe that's a good um, point to to kind of explain that. So basically, Patreon is a very simple platform where um, people provide different levels of services that people can pay directly for. So um, imagine you have, um, let's see, imagine, for example, if someone is a couch maker, uh, they make sofas, and... On Patreon, you could have them, um, you could pay for services services to one, like maybe they show you their techniques that they don't share to the major, like to YouTube or something, or they show you behind the scenes in their studio, or they make specific things for you. Mm-hmm. And Patreon allows people to pay like very small or very large, depending on what you want to do. Uh, monthly payments that are automatic as a, as a supporter and a subscriber to that craft. Like there's some people who make art and they say, Hey, if you want to buy my painting, go to my Patreon, you do a one-time payment and you get their painting with the signature and stuff. So it's basically just like, it's, it's a market. It's a market where you, you're providing a service and people who love what you do can pay for that service. And so what I have, I have, I think three or four tiers of, of payment and basically each one offers more and more stuff. And, you know, what I tried to consider was, um, you know, maybe there's some people who really like specifically my music, like Jordan Prince music. So I could send them, you know, 
demos, like from phone recordings, drafts, early sketches, first collaborations, things that people never hear. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I always just show the final product, but maybe like showing, you know, band rehearsals before a big tour run or sharing like video sessions behind the scenes, doing personal shout outs, writing songs for people's occasions, doing specific cover songs for people. Um, and then the VIP access, early access to tickets, um, things like that. And it gets more and more and more. And I, I do have uh, a, Patreon, a patron from Patreon. I want to do a shout out to Mason Joyner, um, an American friend from, that I went to university with. And uh, he signed up immediately. He, he signed up for the first tier. He's paying like $7 a month. And that's super sweet. It's super sweet and it's really supportive. And I also wanted to mention that this is something that if people who really love this podcast can also use this Patreon to support the show. And basically I would make that like arrangement with you, you know, but let's say that people want, um, let's say that they, they know that we don't have a sponsor for the show, right? They know that we don't have like an ad or something right now, but they want to support the show. They love it. They want to see us maybe grow into having like a video uh, podcast that we do weekly on YouTube or they want to help, they want to see us like be able to make more of a living from this or gain something from it. Um, and they could go to Patreon and maybe we set up like a tier that's, you know, five, three or four or $5 a month, even less, maybe just like one or $2 a month. And, you know, just like just general supporting of the show and, you know, we can offer personalized things back to them. Like, I'm trying to think of what we could specifically do to offer back to people who support the show. We would make a list of those things. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Mo and I doing a specific section about a topic that they want or doing like a video thing for them or however more specific and actually we need better ideas than that. But <laughs> um, basically, I but think... But it's something we could, we could yeah, think of. But, but, I, I, but what I really yeah. want to, because I, I really like this idea and... Um, I could, I can imagine, but have what? What have you experienced? And I, I, I think you have um, watched other Patreon. I would call it accounts, etc. Before you yeah. start this, etc. Yeah. And does this really work? So, have you seen like have you seen other artists, maybe even quotation marks bigger artists do mm-hmm. this? And have you seen a market for those things? Yeah, I mean, like for yeah. for cell phone recordings of or demo, demos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I mean, basically, um, I mean, I can actually look right now what I have offered because it's it's easier than to just um, just just to guess what I have on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here it is. Yeah, I have my. Maybe you don't know. <laughs> I don't have it. Well, I mean, there's four different things. Let me see what I have here. Um, let me see my tier. It's called t- like tiers, like T I. E R S. Um, see my page here, but yeah, basically yeah, there's a lot of people who, who can make a, like a decent, a decent living from this. Um, okay. You know, you have to have my, be- ah, here we go. Show more tears. Um, you know, you have people who, let's say for example, we have like a gamer who, yeah. who is really great at Fortnite and they live stream Twitch. Yeah then you can, they can offer you, you know, like private streaming, you know, tips on something. Like I can also offer, you know, one-on-one guitar lessons, um, customized songs, like uh, anything to do as a if musician. You, if you think about doing this, 
Um, I think Jordan can definitely give you good guitar lessons, but you gotta leave out songs that contain the A major chord. <laughs> Why? Because my fingers look so Because weird on it? Because you play it in <laughs> such a weird way, and I think everyone else would break their fingers if they tried to do this. Probably, probably. Um, okay, but now, but, but now, but now I get it. Because at first, um, because you, you mentioned Twitch, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. At first I thought that's just like, because on Twitch you have this function where people who watch your stream yeah. can support you indirectly, PayPal money or whatever. Yeah, you can do things for them. And that has re- yeah. worked really, really good for gamers, etc. Oh, yeah. And I thought, at the beginning, thought, I thought um, Patreon is just an alternative or the new big thing in this kind of topic. But right. you see as far as I get it now, you, you, you as a artist, craftsman, um, gamer, whatever. Anything. You just yeah. create another USP that you could um, sell to people well, yeah, besides, like, your, besides your regular like, catalog. Yeah, yeah, bas- yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Just to finish the Twitch thing, like people will use Twitch as a way to market what they do, and then people can pay them for what they do via Patreon. So that would be like, hey, I'm on Twitch tomorrow, I'm doing blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you want to see the show, donate whatever to my Patreon. You know, and then like, no. or if they want to have this every month, they want to have more stuff. Like basically, so I'll, I'll show you. My first tier is $3 a month. Mm-hmm. And again, we can use something like this for the show, people who want to support the podcast. But my first tier is $3 a month. I, I might even end up making it $1 a month just for easier. Well, you know, because I'm starting at the beginning. But it's behind the scenes content. So, you know, showing, you know, making videos of, of my private rehearsals when I'm trying ideas out, like more... In the bathroom. In the bathroom, exactly. Where the best ideas come, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, ex- exclusive JP's singing under the shower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> just just behind the scenes, like showing you my process, like maybe showing like early t- uh, lyric sketches before yeah. anything's finished. Um, exclusive content, so like things only for you, like okay. show, you know recordings only for that person or requests or things like that. Live streams, giving them access to. Let's say I have a live stream concert and I want people to pay to watch it they would already have access to that stream. Okay. And then there's like personalized thank yous. I would write like a a nice email or a letter to that person. And it goes up from there. The next one is like seven bucks a month. Again, I'm thinking of lowering all these. Uh, So Mason paid for this one. He's, he gets early access to any update or um, ticket or release. So he's going to get early access to the new album. He's going to get early access to the next single for next month. He'll get a private link to the video. He can see it first. Um, that all comes with that. He's gonna, he gets work in progress updates. So the other day I finished writing a new verse on a song that mm-hmm. I have very little structure for, but I recorded it on my phone and just sent it to him. And I said, Hey man, this is a new idea. It's a little rough, but I hope you like it. And he feels really connected. We talk about it. He, you know, he's very, he's always really happy to get it. Um, and then of course the other four things from the first tier are also included. Yeah. And then again, it goes up again. There's like specific specific requests um lessons down digital downloads of anything like let's say they're paying 10 a month then they're like hey you know i can only find this song on your band camp or i can only find this song um on this live show thing do you have a version of it somewhere it's not on your spotify then i could send them the the song like here you just have it because they're already paying for everything and then the last one is um it's just basically everything i've listed plus like five more things like, you know, personalized concerts. Um, yeah. 
exactly like whatever they would want privately from me that I can offer. And then I think I'm going to start adding things like if you're working on a musical project and you want, like, for example, um, I told you that my friend Sandra called me earlier today. She, she needed help. Um, she's, she's a beginner musician. She had some sketches of songs. She had, she had like the structure down roughly and she had played them on a guitar and it was like kind of a loose thing of like, I, I, I want to start making songs. Mm-hmm. Can you listen to them and give me your feedback? I think I'm going to start including that in there. Like if you're a musician and you want me to, to analyze or look at your lyrics, to analyze and listen to your songs, like deeply listen to them and give like honest feedback about structure or arrangement or melody or harmony. Like I'm more than happy to do that and to just contribute that back to the musical um, effort of the world, you know? And, yeah. And, and again, and then we can also add things in like for the show, if you want to support the podcast and make things more personalized. And I think Patreon could end up being something that helps me make more money during Corona while there's no concerts. And then imagine next year when we go on tour, you know, we can, we, we can hopefully can. Yeah. Then we can say, yeah, exactly. Then we could even say, um, you know, if you want, like if people really get into the new album, maybe there's more followers by that time. Then I can say, okay, if you want like, you know, these very exclusive things, like if you really want to see the tour, then, you know, follow, you know, pay us on Patreon, you get the early, you get the next releases on early, you get, um, you get to see everything backstage, you get to see us rehearsing the songs on, on the stage, like just everything that people don't really ever get to see yeah. unless they're really consistently following stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's a process, you know, right now it's kind of rough. I want to build more on it, but. I think it could be but that's But that's an interesting topic because um, that leads me to, 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 to other thoughts. Like, would you also offer stuff like writing th- songs for people? Yeah. Because that's something I thought about um, regarding the amazing story Kobe Grant told us on this podcast about her song Winter Bear. Mm-hmm. You can find it on the Kobe Grant show we had and also on our little vacay special this summer. Right. Well, we had this featured one more time, where she she wrote this this song about this this lovely family in in the Netherlands who lost their child and called it Winter Bear, and it's it's super deep and it's um it really gives you chills. It's a it's a great song and it's been a huge success because it's been so personal, etc. Yeah. So is that also something you could think about offering through this platform? I think on the third tier, it's already listed. Like personalized, okay. personalized, like song wishes, you know, like if you, if you say, oh, my, my da- daughter is going to have a birthday and I want, can you, can you do a, a special, a special birthday song for her? Here's her name. Here's where <laughs> she lives. You know, she really loves ponies and she loves the color pink. Then that I would do that. Hey, no. you're, you're paying me for Patreon. Of course I'll do that. And then I write, you know, then no. I'll write the song and I record it personally. Can even yeah. give like a private message. And then send and if it we off. think about a podcast, you could also book us for um, your kids' birthdays, and we'll show up and record yeah. an episode there. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep it down. We're recording over imagine, here. Imagine, <laughs> like the, the 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 classic scene you would imagine: a, a crowd of kids sitting in a garden, <laughs> With the waiting for waiting top. for a clown to come on this little stage they improvised. <laughs> In their garden, and then there's us two guys <laughs> bringing three bottles of wine, yeah. setting up the microphones. <laughs> oh my god, I can totally picture that. <laughs> and it, obviously, it's it's German kids, so they 
Don't even understand a single word. <laughs> no. Just sitting there eating like a pretzel with a little party hat on. Like, I don't understand. what. How was this fun, Mom? I thought you would like it, sweetie. I thought podcasts are a thing for you young people. Yeah, it's like, I thought kids love podcasts. I'm four. <laughs> the best you can do is TikTok. Okay, that's the best I'll take. I'm not going to take podcasts yet. These guys don't even have a sponsor. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I think I think Patreon could I think it could end up being something. I just have to basically I just have to craft the the perfect tiers and offer like the most reasonable prices as a beginner. Mm-hmm. And I think you know doing these writing songs for people, adding the feedback, adding the the guitar lessons and stuff like anything that I can do to offer to add to that. Then um, oh, I can even add text writing. I should just add that. I can write lyrics for people. Text writing, poetry writing, personalized speeches, anything, you know? Like, I just think that might help people like me make, or, or shows like us even, make a little bit of money. And it's not, I mean, it's not going to be that much money, but a little bit to help roll in the back pocket during this, during Corona, or even after if we... No. Because I think a lot of people were making a lot of money on Patreon, even before Corona. People who offer a certain thing, they make it really special, they make it personalized, and I think if you have a genuine, you know, collection of people who follow that, they're going to pay for it. I mean, if I can get a few more people just like Mason to be a patron to what I can do or what we can do, no. then that would be, you know, a few extra groceries every month. Or it would be like a little bit more, I mean, just to be honest, it's a few more pizzas and a few more beers for me. And that that's my, and I enjoy that. And it helps me feel, you know, like I, I earned it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's a great idea. And I'm, I'm just a, a little critical about, about things like that. Yeah. I mean, throw because, it at me. On, because, no, no, because um, not about the things you offer, et cetera. Um, I think for, for, for from your, um, from your, from, from the point where you are, there are even more options mm. if, um, for the future. That could be great, and that might also sell. Um, right. It's just like I'm a little bit frustrated about those things because I, and that's maybe why I also didn't didn't feel like I should check about those new forms of of um, yeah. It's it's also marketing and um, selling your your brand your work. or your work. Yeah, um, because. I'm a little bit frustrated because I, I see since like two years that this Twitch thing where people also yeah. can. It's huge. And people dude. make a lot of money about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, with it. Yeah. And so many people pay for it. Yeah. And then we had those um, those streams we talked about with Herba this right. summer. Right. And there were like, um, I don't want to make this about me, but there were like 15 to 20 people who really gave their everything to it, plus the artists and yeah. and uh, and sports guys, etc. We had for interviews, etc. Mm-hmm. And the whole crew who created a, 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 an actual TV show, mm-hmm. stations would pay thousands, tens of thousands of euros for it, and we even had to invest fifteen thousand euros per show. Wow! And we had a money pool for it for people to to donate to donate. Yeah. Because we were like, hey, you cannot enjoy this club. So we, as 
as the club in quotations marks. We bring you the club. We bring you the club to your home. And we really have ideas. And here's we have great artists here. We have great comedians like Maxi Schaffroth was was on it. Right. Um, great bands, great DJs, great um, great videos, interviews. Just, just good entertainment. Yeah. Exactly. And people were not really donating. Like there was a small th- circle, yeah. just like you mentioned, your friend from from back home. There was a small circles from friends of the of the artists of, of, or of no the, of, of the owner. Oh, okay. Who donated and biggest props to you guys because it's kind of worked out because of sponsors and because those people um, donated more money. Like mm-hmm. they were, those people would donate like 50 bucks or yeah. 70 bucks if they were a group of, I don't know how many people, up to 200 bucks if they were like 10 people sitting together in one garden and watching the show. Yeah. But it didn't work out like we expected it to do, like, Having, because there were many people watching, yeah, and we would have you measured it like, okay, there, there are five thousand people watching it, or it, it's five thousand devices, and we knew in front of each device is at least one person. Is at least one person in the most um, occasions because that's the setup we gave to people. It's at least three to five people. They put it on their TVs and they have the family. exactly, right. and they would meet and have their barbecue because it's her barbecue. That was the. Ah, for the yeah. summer, there was a kind of kind right. of branding, right? So we knew it was okay. <laughs> barbecue. There was there was a, there was a factor <laughs> you could you good. could from for the for the first show it was a factor of like three. So each device is three people. Wait, wait, say the sentence slower. What was it for the first for what? the first show? Um, when we get the statistics, there was a factor like a factor three okay. point something. So each device is three point something people. Okay. So yeah. you could say there was like ten thousand people watching or whatever. Okay. And we imagined like okay, if ten thousand people watch and each one donates like one euro at least. Right. We have most of our investments done. Back, yeah. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, it's the money. There were like fifty people donating more money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's the kind of that. Maybe that's the kind of situation. I think with donations, I feel like it's sometimes the same kind of cursed situation that people have when there's a reason to call the police, but everyone thinks that someone else is going to call the police. You know, yeah, you, need, yeah. you need someone to kind of make a, make the choice for them and be like, you call the police now, you know? And then someone will be like, okay, I will call the police. But I think with donations, everyone always assumes when they're watching something that's for free and by donation, that there's going to be enough people donating. I don't need to do it. Or they don't think about it because, Hey, the video is yeah. here, especially for entertainment. Like, that's different from ch- like charitable good causes. I think there's a big difference. Like, of course, people are going to donate to to good causes. That's more important. But when it's like for entertainment, I think when it's free and by donation, it's much harder to get people to get the to get them encouraged to to donate. And maybe Patreon and Twitch is kind of a good combination for something mm. like this that you're thinking of doing because or that you're trying to do already because um, you know you could set up the platform. Well, the twi- thing with Twitch is hard because older people are watching the Herba thing and they're not going to get Twitch. So maybe you have like a, a very easy link, a stream link, like maybe owning a domain and yeah. like hosting it on that. With a QR code within the show and a little link. There you go. With the digital money pool. Right. We had that. So maybe you have to actually get them to pay a ticket to do it. Because if like 10,000 people are watching or 5,000 people are watching and they really want to do it, then they can afford the one to five euros that you're probably going to charge to watch it. 
Yeah, but 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 that's what we we also after the first show and we realized okay this didn't work out. Mm-hmm. That's what what we branded it like. Oh, like, this that, okay, this was only we, the first show. We, yeah, exactly. Oh. Not the, oh, the also show the other shows it also did not work out like we expected. Okay, by okay. far not. But um, we branded it more like okay, guys, um, because we had no real possibility and we did not want it to put it behind a paywall because it was so new. Yeah, the first we one thought, you always we tested. Thought, yeah, yeah, also the second one. I th- we thought we couldn't afford that to do. Okay. Because I, then we would have lost more people. Okay. And we still thought, okay, if like if there's like 20% who don't, um, who don't pay anything, mm-hmm. we'd still be fine if we get the rest. And we branded like, okay, there's not a donation. Yes, it is about this club um, yeah. being able to survive after corona or during corona yeah um and let's see it more like an like an entrance fee like a normal evening if you go into that that club you pay right. like f- five bucks for entrance if there's right. a dj eight if there's a band ten right yeah so you could think okay it should not be kind of that big of a deal for the same kind of entertainment obviously you don't get the people <laughs> Yeah, and the alcohol, but yeah. that's also something you pay for extra. That's but true. The same you can just kind get of entertainment, um, you could still pay two to three euros for that. Yeah, but yeah. I think maybe that's something I, that that just came to my mind. Maybe the internet is a factor because with donations, what I thought about with my bands, what we um, realized at some point mm-hmm. for some smaller concerts with new projects that people didn't really know. We did not um, sell tickets, so it was for free. Yeah, but we collected the kind of kind of donations, and it worked out pretty well because, That's or cool. even even for for um, for people who are busking. Yeah, this still works pretty well because I think because of this this nonverbal um, connection, and maybe you as the musician or the artist or something that provides some form of art or entertainment to someone else right can look them in the eyes and be like hey please exactly <laughs> come on you don't have to be that offensive <laughs> but it's it's still another 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 social thing yeah to stand yeah. If, if you see someone basking mm-hmm. it's always awkward if you stay there for like or stand there for like a, a song or two and you don't pay and then walk away without paying anything yeah it's cold it's really and i cold. think that the the internet makes that easier internet makes that extremely and, easy and yeah i think that that also has then then you have to to regard the kind of um the kind of group you're trying to reach mm-hmm. and twitch works so well because there's those are Gen Z, they are used to this kind of thing. Yeah, gamers, this is their own kind of com- community. Yeah. I don't know what That's the rules, new wave. What yeah. rules work there? Because I'm, I really am not part of this. I don't. I'm I have such a bad knowledge about gaming. I, I and, just set up a Twitch account. And, and we can it, talk and about it's, that. Right? <laughs> oh, and it's culture, etc. Um, but yeah, but I think for everyone else who isn't already used to that kind of who isn't either part of that um, mm-hmm. culture where it's normal to do that and to right. donate money or to to pay an entrance for online entertainment, right? Or is not that deeply committed 
that they say like, okay, those are friends of mine or I really see what works goes in there because they can relate because they own a club themselves or whatever. Right. Or they're just really good people. Yeah. All of the other people fall out. And I think that's what happened to us. Yeah. And to get back to your, uh, to your Patreon, I think this is, um, this is a great, is a great idea, but I think that is something if you, Think about it earlier. Okay, how can I reach those people? I might not get or lose or whatever. Right. Because of that barrier um, to get those people to commit to my art, to my projects. Exactly. And I wonder if that is affected by the the intense personalization that Patreon offers. Like, let's say if I have four people uh, by next month who sign up for it, then... Those four people, you know, I, they will feel like a genuine, almost like a friendship with me because, I, you know, I'll be writing them often. They're getting like very personal things from me. I'm using their name. You know, it's not just like a, a, a crowd in the distance, but more of like, like, hey, Mo, thank you so much for this. Um, you know, here's this thing that you asked for. And here's a little something extra just as a thank you, because this means a lot to me. And it's very, it's very one-on-one and very personal. And actually, something that you said about the anonymity of the internet making um, like a lack of donations so easy yeah. reminded me of I played a donation-based concert at Hurba before Corona once. And how did, that, how did that work? Well, the reason that I think it worked out great was because of this, because they solved this problem that you were talking about. So I, they had these acoustic concerts and I got booked to, um, to go to, from Munich down to Oberstdorf and, and play a show there one evening. And, um, when I arrived, uh, Mario, the, the, the owner told me, okay, we're going to have this, this bucket for donations. You just play an hour and a half or something. And, uh, you know, you can get food and drinks and stuff. And I said, okay, great. And I knew that you know, in that region, there's more money. And sometimes when you're, you know, in my case, playing as an American in those, in those, uh, Agoy towns like Kempton or Zontofen or whatever, or Oberstdorf. It's some, some form of exotic thing. It, yeah. And, and it's, and even if they don't love what the you label do, American does something with exactly it sounds silly, but it, but it is a thing. It does help. It is a novelty. And it, and I knew that when I went there, even if it wasn't like amazing money that I would make some money and that was going to be okay. So the reason why it ended up being a great show was when I finished, um, what they would probably have done in a normal bar or what they probably would have done often case in America, uh, or most places I've played based on donation is that they would leave the bucket by the stage yeah, and whenever, or, or the, the, the entrance or something. Right, just leaving it there on a table. And whenever people are going outside to smoke or, or coming back into the bar, they just pass by it and they, they see a few bucks in and they think maybe at the end I'll put a dollar or it's just very easy for them to ignore it. And the reason that the donations worked so well at this concert was because the big bouncer, the dude with that huge beard at, at the front door, he, when the show was over... I gave like a, an acknowledgement to Mario. I said like, thank you so much. This was great. I hope you enjoyed it. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy went over, took the bucket off the table, walked over to the front door and didn't let people like they had to walk basically through him. Yeah. And he was like, here's donations for the band and like stared everyone in the eyes. And yeah. I just watched him do it as I packed up and every single person, maybe just a handful of people didn't do it, but they stood there looking he's super tall they were like looking at his chest he, he can look intimidating yeah super and they looked at him and they were like 
okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the music was okay. You know, and they put like a Euro in or some people, of course, but like five or more. Yeah. And uh, by the end, I mean, it was already like over 300 euros for, for a, an, an acoustic show, which, which is, is really, really fair, I think. And um, I'll just finish this and then we can take the little break or should we take the break now? Yeah, you finish this. Mm-hmm. I'll just open the door. Okay, okay. For, for all our listeners, hello, hello, you're on the show. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mo is just going to let, let Tony inside the door and then we'll just take a small break, but you won't notice that. Um, uh, basically like he held the, the can at the door and met eyes with every single person. And then they felt that pressure to donate. And you know, the money came out great at the end. And of course, additionally, Mario took money, a, a certain percentage from the bar and added it to that on top. So in the end it was like over 500, which is more than fair for a, for a short acoustic concert. And That really made all the difference. And I think that's the problem that he's talking about with this um, animity or animosity. No, animity in the internet. It's too easy to not do it. Okay, so do we have to take that break now or? No, we can. It's all good? Okay. I just had to let my girlfriend in, but she told me she's going out anyway. Hi, Tony. To to a friend of hers. (laughs) Um, So. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Okay, that's all good. We can keep rolling if you want to. I would just um, fill up some water. Let's Let's actually take the break anyway so I can pee really quick. Okay. All right, see you guys in a second. So here we go again. Rolling again. All right, we're back. And I don't know how, to, how you finish this Herba story. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no matter what, I want to give a big shout out to Mario, the owner. Yes. Because what I, I uh, realized, one thing I realized through these th- streams we did is that he's an amazing club owner in terms of how he cares about his guests, obviously, otherwise it wouldn't work, yeah. but especially for artists, for small artists mm-hmm. and for people who work with him and for him. Yeah. And it's been so great to see what, what effort he puts in, what great ideas he has. Yeah. Even if it's big Rona and you happen to find yourself in Oberstdorf, he also runs a super nice tiny cafe called Bone and Clyde. Right, I haven't been there yet. Um, like, like, um, do you get the the the, the joke Bone no. and Clyde? No, I mean I know Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, but I obviously, don't know. but um, Bone in terms of cafe Bone. Ah, Bonen. Ah, okay, okay. I thought it was like Bona or something. No. At first I thought you like said Boner. Bo- yeah, at first I thought you boner said Boner and Clyde. Boner and Clyde. Like, great. What a fun joke, Mario. <laughs> what a great title for this episode. I don't know. <laughs> boner and Clyde. Of course I'm going to do that. By it's- the way, I really, I, I don't know how I couldn't see this, but I really liked, I like how you, you kind of, did you mean to, to name two episodes, I guess in a row, Kind of um, Snoop Dogg related. <laughs> Snoop Dogg related. Like sipping sipping on gin and juice. Oh, that was Eileen's episode. <laughs> and uh, Lordy Dolly, look who's 40. <laughs> I mean, Lordy Lordy, look who's 40 is just this like... Lordy Dolly, pi- we don't hurt nobody. Oh, I didn't we even just get like that. like to party. No, no, no. Lordy Lordy, look who's because 40 is just Because I listened through this- Doggy Style today again. Because it's just an, uh, a great, um, great hip hop album. Oh yeah, finest G Funk from Dr. Dre. Yeah, and then I realized. Okay, well, there was one I did from Nelly. Me and the rest of my heathens. Damn, that's from Nelly. Yeah, that was on purpose. <laughs> and then go back to school, Charlie Brown, of course. I don't know why I decided to name. Sipping on gin and juice. 
laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. I don't know why I named Guy's episode a heavy yet delicious stew. I think because it was a very loaded episode. Yeah. And then, yeah, Perry Ferble, of course. And then, yeah, Lordy Lordy. That's just something my I think my mom would say that. Oh, like, Lordy Lordy. Like, like, I think she'll, like, when, in 10 years or something, she'll text me and be like, Lordy Lordy, look who's 40. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why it just felt right to, to do that. But yeah, you're right. For Eileen's episode, it was sipping on gin and juice. Which is funny because I wasn't at all. Or no, we were that evening. That was the we were sipping on, on, on gin, yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah, that was uh. the nice gin episode. Um, I do have some cool guests that I've been writing. I don't know if I mentioned about that on the last episode, but no. But actually, I'm going to try and get the lovely Violeta del Rio's del Castillo. Del Castillo, Violeta del Rio del Castillo. I'm going to try and get her cousin, um, Patricia Moscado, because she Patsy, she's um, a fantastic. Um, phot- photographer and graphic designer and illustrator, and she's actually working for the same record label that VV founded, and Bubble right- Bath Bubble Records. Bath Records. And right now, Pat's is back in Spain, so she'd be on our time. To get back to Snoop, Snoop Dogg, I put bubbles in the bath to do a bubble bath. Did he say that? <laughs> yeah, I, I heard. I heard a. I heard a story today that he um, he invited this comedian Bert Kreischer over to his house, and they played basketball. And that they lowered the the goal down to nine feet. I think regulations eleven. No, they lowered it down two feet, and that Snoop was just dunking left and right. <laughs> Apparently, he's got good good skills. And you always hear the story about he's having an IQ of one hundred and forty seven. I don't know, man. <laughs> and so he's he's hyper intelligent. But I have to have heard the story today because he's a good businessman. I, sure. I um I I checked some of his social media feeds after I listened to this album again randomly. Um, and I, I've seen a, a little interview snippet of, um, we'll get back to, to Patsy in a second, but the funny story, <laughs> um, because I want, I think I once told you about this, this stoner movie, Mac and Devon go to high school with Wiz Khalifa right, and that, Snoop Dogg yeah. and where this, 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 this hit young, wild and free with Bruno Mars, um, was part of the soundtrack from and the, the, why part of why this became such a huge success. Oh, this, okay. was, this was the title track of this movie. Okay. And there's a, a little interview snippet of Wiz Khalifa saying it's, it's about different rappers from different generations and their relation to Snoop Dogg. Because Ooh, he's, that's cool. he's someone who's been there from, I don't know, from NWA to Asa Rocky. Yeah. Um, he's seen them career, all, man. and there's many rappers. And then there's a Wiz Khalifa, and he said, "Like, yeah, he's got a call from Snoop Dogg, who told him, yeah, man, my son is such a big fan of your music. Uh-huh. You got to move to Hollywood, and then we'll shoot a movie." Uh, okay, <laughs> that's how they, that they started shooting that movie. Mac and never got to high school. Oh, uh, that's so cool, man! Imagine getting a phone call from like an icon. <laughs> As recognizable. Of your craft. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, especially of your of your craft or whatever. And imagine, like, this extremely recognizable icon. You know, it'd be like if you're an actor and you get a call from Brad Pitt. Yeah. You know, musician. Or if John Snoop Prince Dogg, would, would get a call from Paul Simon. Dude. Oh, God. <laughs> oh man. I got so... Um, yeah, I'll finish the Patsy thing. And then yeah, I, sorry. I, then, no, but then that you. just reminded me about uh, this musician I want to talk about, but... Uh, yeah, Pat's is a very talented girl, and I'm I'm really I'm talking to her right now about what might be the right the right date, um, and I really want to. She's just settling in. She's got some things she's got to finish up at home, and then maybe we can get her. Where does she live? She lives in Malaga. That's okay. where her and Vivi are from, n- near Madrid. And um, 
And then also there's the American guitar player that we've worked with a lot, Luke. Luke is also interested in being on the show. And I have not ever considered the that most German American guitar player you could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fu- it's funny to me that he's like American because whenever I first met him, I thought he had a German accent, and he in his his behavior and stuff is pretty German. Now, he grew up here, you know, but it's funny like uh, his passport's blue and everything. He's all he's all red blooded. Um, but he's a great great guitar player, and it could also be cool to to hear his his story. For everyone who likes good guitar sounds, go follow his Instagram. It's yes. pure eargasms yeah. each time he posts something. If you're into, yeah, if you are in any way, like, slightly into good guitar playing, like, kind of into, you know, guitar YouTubes and stuff, Luke has a really successful guitar YouTube channel, and his Instagram is also really great, and he's he's At played... Luke Cyrus. Yeah, Luke Cyrus, uh, C-Y-R-U-S. He's played with some huge artists, and he's actually also on the 12 Songs for 12 Friends record. He got some, right. great, some great lap steel solos on there. Um, but yeah, uh, I just thought about, you mentioned if Paul Simon were to call me, and I just thought the other day, like, man... Um, what would you do if Paul Simon called you? I guess it would... I mean, first off, just... I think at first I wouldn't believe him. I, I think I mean, someone that big would probably have communications through like several middlemen like several agents or something it'd probably be like his person's person is told to get in touch with me somehow but if he actually called for any reason first it would be a good 10 minute period of who is this is this is a good prank you know what who is this and then i think i would probably just do whatever he asked (laughs) (laughs) or you know or like if someone that big if he were just to call to be complimentary, I think that would be the kind of motivation that could keep anyone going, you know, like if maybe I was, cause often, you know, p- artists question what they do. Yeah. If it's worth it, if anyone's caring, blah, blah, blah. It happens all the time. And I think if you were to get an inspiration from someone like that, that would be just that fuel that keeps you going. Like there's so many stories of comedians who met, you know, I don't know, Richard Pryor or Jerry Seinfeld or, or, you know, George Carlin and they get like a little note of inspiration of like positivity. And they just, they're like, okay, well I was living in my car and I wasn't making any money. But once he told me that my set was good, man, I just knew like, I have to keep trying. I think that sort of thing would be so, so motivational. But, um, recently I've been super obsessed with this great, also very old musician who just died this year from actually from complications with COVID, but John Prine, are you, are you into John Prine? Um, I would not say I'm into him, mm-hmm. I, but you know I, of I, him. I, I know and, him. Yeah. yeah, I know of him and of his music, but I'm not saying I'm too deeply into him. He, I feel like he was someone who, I mean, he had a very like illustrious and and successful career, but he was also someone that kind of just stayed under that like icon level. No, you know, he's not in like the Neil Young, Paul Simon, Bob Dylan world. But he's in that, like, that just under it sort of thing, you know, like, maybe... Kind of Jerry Garcia world? Maybe. Ah, he has his own huge, (laughs) his own humongous weird world. (laughs) And he has a really weird hype about him. Yeah, he's an interesting (laughs) myth behind this guy. But I think, you know, for example, like, a lot of people would know the band. Yeah. But not everyone would know Levon Helm as, like, an artist, his own records and stuff. So I think John Prime was like right in there where it was like obviously successful and like known around the world, 
but not quite like icon famous. And um, John Prine is someone that I'm, I've just been getting so, 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 so obsessed with. And I think, I mean, his songs are usually pretty simple. It's kind of like from a country background and stuff. It's very beautifully played. But it's the stories he's telling, man. It's the, the lyrics are so amazing. There's one song he has called Sam Stone about a it's guy. It's a pretty, pretty famous one, isn't it? Sam Stone, I guess, is one of his hits. Um, his big one is Angel from Montgomery. Yeah. That's like his free bird. Which, which I, which I, one I uh, remember is um, because I saw a video. I don't know if it's an official music video, but someone made a, a really great kind of stop motion hand drawn mm -hmm. video with impressions of him. Um, I think it's called When I Get to Heaven. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't Or know which when you get that to, I'm not sure. I'm not Some, sure. Someone gets to heaven. Man, he has just... I hope he got to heaven. I hope so, too. Man, he's just got countless, like, amazing records. And uh, he's, got this, he's got this way of describing things. Like, he talks about this soldier that came home from, from serving overseas. Uh, in Sam Stone. In Sam Stone. And there's one thing about he has uh, shrapnel in his knee. And he says, the morphine eased, eased the pain and the grass grew around his brain. And I love that because, you know, this like classic American picture is, you know, like a lower income home, all the grass in the yard is really tall and you have some car that has missing tires and the engine hood is up and the grass has grown around it because they've never mm -hmm. fixed the car. They don't get around to like their house care. And you imagine someone who's just like numbed out on these opioids because they thought that would help them ease this pain from the war. And it also kind of describe might describe this feeling. Yeah. The 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 actual drug does to your brain. Yeah, it's just Plus, beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. I so see many that. ways to to yeah. picture like, and it just goes on and on. There's um, like uh, I think it's sad songs don't last long on broke. No, love songs don't last long on broken radios. Just a, it's just genius, <laughs> dude. It's just so nice. Um, but he has a million songs like that that are just like so captivating how he describes things. And I've just been obsessed. Like last night um, we played a few rounds of Scrabble and we just mm -hmm. put John Prine on. And every once in a while we'd stop and like laugh because he said something so like, huh, that's that's a funny way to think about it. You know? <laughs> just very cool songwriting. Very obsessed with that guy. I'm trying to think if there's any like new artists That I that I'm like I don't think this year I've really been discovering new artists. This year, yeah, I don't really feel like I've been like last. Okay, for example, every single year on Spotify, I make a, a playlist of that year songs I like that I hear and I collect um, them. And this year, I have literally, I, I have like a, a third, like a fraction of the songs that I had from last year's uh, collection. And last um, year, I had like easily over a hundred songs I really liked, and then this year. I just have like 50 something or maybe it's like half, but yeah. it's so little. And it's usually artists that I've known for a long time, like John Prine. And I maybe hear a song from his, I hadn't heard before. And then I save it in the playlist yeah. or like Anderson pack has a couple of new songs, but it's just, I feel like I haven't really discovered new artists this year. It's so, so different from the, like I'm so used to that. That's, that was like my thing. Like for me, you know, like I'm always hunting for new music or, I don't know if I started feeling after a while that new things started to sound the same, if I was just bummed out by new things, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't find it. Like, do you feel that you're really like discovering a lot of new artists all the time right now? 
Um, yeah, somehow I think not that many like I had in 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 other years, but I gotta admit I'm I don't know some kind of guy who has, in terms of genres, I have kind of a phases mm-hmm. that might also return. Like last year, I discovered a lot of um, indie bands I love. Yeah. And my artist of the year was when we met at Brighton Ruby Fields. I fell so right. deeply in love with um with her uh, with yeah. her album and the piece. Yeah. Um and especially her song Dinosaurs. Yeah, you love that one. I love that one and um recently she has put up a a live EP from a f- pretty huge festival in Australia. I don't know the name of, but it's uh, hosted by Triple J, the famous uh, radio station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like crazy. There's also, you can also find a video, this song Dinosaurs, which is super emotional and also great songwriting. Yeah. Um, and there's like 20,000 people singing it. And it's it's a song that, That's so cool. that is kind of, it is kind of a, a song you could play, but she doesn't play it with, a, with an acoustic guitar. She plays it with a medium, crunchy electric guitar. Yeah. Easy strumming. And then from the, for the very last 30 seconds, the bands come in and create this huge breakthrough. Yeah. And, and so that was my thing last year and, and many other, other great bands. And this year, I don't know how it came, but um, from the beginning of this year, I started to look for, and I cannot explain why, um, again, more for... For, for hip hop stuff, that's also why mm-hmm. I I I, I um, frequently listen again th- through old classic likes Snoop Dogg etc. or right. Nas or right. um, Souls of Mischief etc. Ninety stuff, and yeah. I discovered some some great um, German hip hop artists, especially um, young black German rappers, mm-hmm. which I find super cool because. There is something I feel like something is is growing there. Um, which yeah, I, I think the hip hop awesome. scene is definitely growing in Germany. Yeah, and especially you, you get to see um, it's something special in Germany that you have um, that you have um, black rappers yeah. in German language. Yeah, you don't see that. There, so often. there, there used to be one pioneer, Sammy Deluxe, mm-hmm. who's an amazing artist who also has an amazing podcast right now for really? our German German listeners. It's called Hochkultur. Ah, cool. Um, and he has great guests on it. And yeah, but that's the thing I found. And in terms of, of other music, there's one band I... Um, I don't know how I discovered them, but they have um, their first EP out now. And they're called Common Saints. And the EP is called Idol Eyes. EP. Common Saints. Common Saints. Oh, that's cool. What's, what's the EP called again? Idol Eyes. Idol Eyes. That's cool. And they're also also there, and they they released the. I found that when they only it's it's kind of an yeah kind of more an R and B soul sound, but pretty pretty wavy guitars, and they they released a single um, Idle Eyes um, first, and I really love that, and the EP is cool, but yeah, but it's but still it seems like yeah I I have I have a, a big thing for. Two or three artists I discover, mm-hmm. but I do not have that range 
like have in, in other years. Mm -hmm. Plus, I don't feel that much pleasure in um, going through newer stuff yeah. from people I already know. Like, you sent yeah, me this playlist of yours. Yeah. And I thought, like, okay, there's many, there's many cool things mm -hmm. in there. And there's also a lot of things of artists I know and I love stuff from. Right. But I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel like f with many artists and um, shame on me, one of them is Tame Impala. Right. I, to this day, I, I did not really enjoy their newest album. I me don't either. know. I don't know why. Me either. I, there's only one song that I got into from the new album and I played it to the point where I don't really like it anymore. Okay, because for me, it's like, I didn't even get to that point. I listened through the whole album like two times. Yeah. And then it... F it just fell away. Fell, fell off, yeah. Yeah. I, but it must be. It must have been so hard to follow up Currents. So yeah. It's a perfect album. And I, and I experienced it a lot um, within the, the, the past two years. I also had that with the, with the, the, the Arctic Monkeys album that came out mm -hmm. two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I also had this great video uh, shot in Munich. Did you oh, know that? No, I didn't know that. With the, the famous orange tunnel of the, the U-Bahn station Marienplatz. Ah. It's in there. Oh, that's cool. Um, I felt that at first, but Arctic Monkeys, their, their newer albums, I always had that like, okay, I need like five to six times listening through this yeah. to, to, to like it and to appreciate what they what they did there. Yeah. But they with, definitely changed their sound a lot. Yeah, but with yeah. many artists, I heard bringing out new stuff this year and last year. Yeah. I just didn't feel it. I don't know. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel Tame Impala. And I mean, there's a new artist, a relatively newish artist. I think he has three records now. Uh, Andy Schauf. I mean, uh, I'm a humongous which fan. Which single did we talk about? Um, from the new record. Um, yes. Because there's one I also really like. Is it uh, Try Again? Try Again or Fire Truck? It was. Was it, was it this one? Yeah. That one. Try again. Yeah. It's, that's a great track. And I, and I played I really it to like death. It. And, yeah. And Fire Truck is also beautiful. But the rest of the album, I just didn't, just didn't click for me. And yeah. Tame Impala, this was the only one that I really, really liked. Is it true? I just, yeah. I, I played it to death and the rest of the record just. Uh, one thing I really like, I gotta admit that, one album I really liked coming out earlier this year was the, the Tom Mish and Yusuf Day's album. Oh, yeah. Well, Tom Mish has been getting more what kind? What kind of music? Yeah, that's true. Amazing album. That's um, true. But in, in, in general, um, and yeah, on this place you, you showed me, there was also their, their single uh, Night Rider with mm -hmm. Freddie Gibbs. Which is a super weird dude, Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, it's, it, it, it sounds it sounds super weird first yeah. time, but it's a super smooth sound. Yeah, that's true. Um, and there's that new Stephen Malkmus single, Julie Fucking It. Yes, you showed me that. That's and a great I song. really loved it. I have to say, that's a very cool song. Dope Lemon is also something I I kind of enjoyed, but right, right. In, in general, um, I just haven't really dived. Or dove into that's 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 a thing because I, I I I come across a lot of new records and new artists etc. Yeah, but I I don't know if it's a it's a COVID thing and I think it's been a 2020 thing as well. Like I don't have the motivation to like search as much as maybe I did last year. Yeah, plus 
maybe also thing because I don't know. It could be ex something with with our habits, right? Because we don't get around that much. You don't have that many long train or car rides, etc., right. where you really search for something and l and concentrate on, on on stuff and listen through. Because I yeah, when I when I listened um, really try to enjoy music at home, I listen to 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 actual actual vinyls most of the time. Yeah. <clears throat> And I didn't buy that many new ones, so mm -hmm. that's something that because I think I'm I'm still too much into into finding uh, new music online, yeah, on, yeah. On, on streaming, and and I think that could be something um, like contributing to that. You think? Yeah, for, for me, in any mm -hmm. case, like I think my habits or or times that I that I have where I try to find new music actively and mm -hmm. and listen through it and dive into new worlds yeah those those um yeah th those times are uh, are kind of kind of lowered are kind yeah. of cut 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 away because you yeah. don't travel that much etc if you travel at all right and um and podcasts have also become more of a thing for me this yeah, year i'm listening to way more same podcasts same for me But I think that actually for me, the, the main reason why I'm probably not diving as much into new artists as I was last year is because there's no concerts. Yes. There are, I think that for me is the main reason. Yes. Not only is it like uh, getting a recommendation from a friend and going to see a band and then learning about them that way. Yeah. But also um, when I go to a concert in Munich, I usually run into at least five musicians that I know. <laughs> and there's always some conversation about music or about bands either inside, outside, around, have you heard, did you see, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then you learn about some artist, you find them, someone, you see someone, you, they tell you about a band they love, and then, then they text you later, like the link, hey, check that yeah. out, this is the song I talked about. And I think last year, that was, that was the last chance where I was having shows, going to see people play shows, and then meeting people to be like, like, for example, I went to this Anderson Pack concert, and then at that concert, someone was like, oh, you know that guy, BJ, the Chicago kid, he sings on this track, You should check out this other song he does yeah. on his personal stuff. And that was for me a huge, like an open door to BJ the Chicago Kid, which is amazing music. No. And I just never heard. Or like, you know, I saw some video about some guy and then I heard someone talk about this Tom Mish guy and then it led me to being obsessed and then like Jacob Collier and then all that stuff comes from Wolfpack and like... I don't like Jacob Collier. <laughs> I, I'm impressed with him, I'm but impressed, I don't listen but to his stuff. Kid. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, 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 for sure. I, he's not my, I don't listen to him regularly, but yeah. like from him led to like another musician I hadn't heard of. Yeah. And it just, you just that follow that chain. But I think this yeah, year, and just especially not only, it. only, uh, uh, concerts, but especially festivals for me. Yeah. Because I know festivals. I, I, yeah. You see a bunch of bands like you never been, heard I've of. I've been, I've been to Pulse Festival, yeah. um, several times last year and all, all, always found something there, especially small festivals. Yeah. And, I know regular listeners might get sick of this topic, but our our trip to Brighton, Brighton. <laughs> yeah, was amazing. There were like 300 artists playing in at least, yeah. five days in 100 venues or whatever. We were either at our apartment playing a gig or watching another band. Yeah, and so many. I mentioned Ruby Fields. I also really fell in love with the music of Joshua Burnside. Yeah, we all three of us really enjoyed with his body band. type. Body type was that band. Body type, did, yeah. was this this amazing girl band also from from New Zealand or something? Um, yeah, and so many more. There was this this other band who 
played after us on on this first stage we played. Oh, uh, we played support for Hosier after yes, that. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I still follow them. I forgot their name. Oh man! But they also, I, I'm not sure. It's I like have one to, word in, in some in some playlist. But yeah, them, dude. And then the biggest, yeah. I think, f- biggest uh, artist we got into after that was Joshua Burnside. Of yeah. course, I mean that was just amazing. Louis Capaldi. <laughs> Louis Capaldi. Yeah. <laughs> Joy Dinalane. Um, but yeah, it was just like doing those things and meeting those people and like, you know, talking to the artists after yeah. and stuff. You just get more, you get more into it. I don't know. I think but, that's been a big dip. Yeah. But what, but then I got to the point where, t- um, today where I sat at M94.5 at the station and I must admit that our own program runs not often enough in my office when I work there, but I should do it more often because I listen to it all day today. And did you hear anything? And you got there into? and, and um, now that we're here, big props to our music departments and the guys that grab a new music yeah. because I really enjoy today's playlist. And I'm talking f- for like six hours. Um, I heard of it. Yeah, and if you um, have a possibility to listen to M ninety four point five, if you want to find new music, that is really a thing because radio is yeah. kind of out. But I, 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 and it's not only M ninety four point five. Also, Ego FM does a great job with that. They do, yeah. Um, but especially M ninety four point five because um, we, or I don't want to say we because I'm not part of the music department, but our music department has the rule that music that comes new into the program has to be something that is. Out of the, the, the top 50 charts, yeah. something like that, plus um, must not be older than two weeks. Right. And it's mainly indie music, but also independent hip-hop music, right. um, soul music, etc. Right. Um, up to, to metal anything. Yeah. It's just a good, just a good opportunity for, yeah. for and artists you And if you are, if you are not into to easy entertainment... But into finding new music, um, go check out M94.5, the program, or the Spotify account, because for every month, right. the new music that comes out, they create a playlist. Yeah, which is very cool. And I, f- I found some, some cool stuff there, and I, th- I thought, okay, maybe that's just something, because I focused on some... Because we talked about this earlier, but I think may- maybe we just focused on other things, because music is... for. For you and me, especially, mm-hmm. um, I, I think I can say this, especially, music is a big part of our everyday life, right. playing it, hearing it, wherever right. we go. Yeah. And I think both of us kind of took this this um, this corona time, where we stayed more at home, et cetera, mm-hmm. for focusing on other stuff that we think we don't do or don't enjoy enough in our everyday life. Right. For me, it was reading um reading classics again yeah books movies tv shows podcasts yeah and i think because you still have a you still have to work and you still have a just a certain amount of time for all those things i think in my yeah. case music just just fell off because of all the other things i i focused more on because i thought okay now i have to focus more on these things now that i have more time at home and yeah exactly for enjoying this stuff Exactly. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I should have done way more music at that time. It's funny, now I'm doing more collaborations, but uh, during... I mean, I did some collaborations, like this Tom Yanks thing that just came out. 
Yeah. But I um, love it, by the way. I love it too, man. I'm super happy with it. And I hope he gets a lot of streams. He's a good guy. Um, yeah, you should go to Spotify and listen to Tom Yanks, T-O-M-Y-A-N-K-S. He's a new artist. And I mentioned him. He he just released uh, his first debut album on the same day, last Friday, that Breaking Even soundtrack came out. And um, this, yeah, he's he's a good friend of mine. He's got great artists on there, great singers, great rappers. And I had the pleasure of working on four songs there. So if you want to hear me uh, do some cool auto-tune singing and some rapping, go check it out. It's called Bloom the Grinds by Tom Yanks. Um, but yeah, I did some collaborations like that with him. And then I don't know. Then I just felt I just didn't. I wasn't so creative. I was focused on finishing the the new record that hasn't come out yet. But I wasn't writing anything new. And only now am I like collaborating more, making more plans. I, I wrote a new song or two, and I'm just feeling like, okay, there's like a light at the end of this tunnel. There's a chance that like this creativity and this feeling is coming back. Um, and it you know it always comes in these little pockets. And I think yeah. I think maybe right now I'm in a good pocket and I should just try and enjoy it while I can. Um, what, how, how far are we in this right now? We are at one minute, 24 minutes, at uh, one hour, 24 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> one minute and 24 seconds. Um, I think I may have to wrap it up um, unless anything else is on. I would have one little topic because yeah. you wanted to talk more about movies, but we don't have to do that if you don't have uh, that much time left. Well, let's, we can cap because it off with the movie I, chat. Because I got to check first if you've seen this movie, Because, but I got back into, because you kind of motivated to me to watch more, more movies, people around me tell me you should have seen. Right. Um, this is one I already have seen when it came out, but I, I watched it again after a long gap. Um this weekend, have you seen Whiplash? Yeah, Whiplash is great. I really like it, but I do understand that there's a lot of drummers who don't like the representation of what makes a good drummer. My friend Nick, who played drums on the Twelve Songs record, hates Whiplash because yeah. he is a very technically skilled jazz drummer and percussionist. And Whiplash kind of gives the impression that the faster you are, the better drummer you are. And they were—he was kind of they were focused more on his speed and his soloing skills and less on the technical um, yeah, he's, skills he's, he's needed. Yeah, he kind of swings are super sloppy, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like the movie was just more putting more pressure on that if you're a good soloist and you're very fast, that that makes you a good drummer. And um, I think that was kind of a misinterpretation of, of that skill. However, I'm only looking at it as, as someone who enjoys films and I think... I think the acting is incredible. I think the editing is what makes the whole thing such a really perfect movie. And um, it's often compared to like a partnered film with Black Swan. Did you see that movie with Natalie Portman? Yes, that, that came out the same like, year. I the think. Same year, yeah. But I, I saw it in, in cinema then, but I have not yeah. seen it since then. I would rewatch it because it, it it's I think it's Darren Aronofsky's movie. But they have yeah, these. It's these, about the same kind of drill, right? Right. There's there's a, actually a couple of YouTube videos about comparing them side by side. But um, but what did you think about it? Um, I really loved it from the from the moment on. Nice. I've seen it the first time, mm-hmm. and I kind of could relate to it. And I think this this whole idea about the drill, and that's that's upon where I wanted to talk to you about, mm-hmm. because that's something I. Um, 
experienced. I, I, I didn't experience that drill myself, but I was at a point where I realized if I want to achieve something with more like classical music or jazz music, mm -hmm. I would have to endure and would have to go through this kind of drill to get somewhere. Right. And had, like really and had friends get, get, getting through it. Right. In music mm -hmm. and in sports. Mm -hmm. And plus I think it's 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 great acting. I love J.K. Simmons. He's like unbelievable, this, man. This, this role. Did you know that the, that Whiplash is based on a on a on a short film? Same director, same actor, right? But different and boy. Say, and 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 J the, the only yeah, J.K. Simmons also played the, the, the drum um teacher. The teacher, there. yeah. I saw that. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. I think they, it, it, I don't know. It's won some film festival. So they got the funding to yeah. do the feature. And I, I still found it super interesting because there's this big question of this kind of drill and how, how far will, because which, which role also I find super interesting. The, the most interesting um, role for me. And that's the only thing that I miss a little bit in this movie I would have liked to see, but from a from a point of view that I have now, um, to see more about the reactions mm -hmm. of the father of the of the drummer. What Because do you mean? He says you, you, you only see him in a few scenes. He's a super sweet guy. They yeah. they cook together. They go to the movies. Yeah, um, very and, supportive, and he's very supportive. Yeah, but there's no scene. I would. I'd like to see a, a confrontation between uh, the, the the drum teacher, like and what's his role called, Terence Fletcher, right, and the dad. Oh, okay. And there's this one scene at the end where you think it could happen, but it doesn't happen. Um, like before the final solo, you mean? Yeah, and more of where where um, his son leaves stage one time and he gets backstage. Right, 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 right. And then he gets back on stage and and right, you, totally, you see him storm totally, in. You're yeah. not sure if he's angry or if he's upset for his son yeah. or. Right. Um, plus, um, yeah, more of his reactions to to what the methods of this drum teacher are set up because that's something I find super interesting. Because um, especially, I feel like during the past ten years, where there's more awareness for um, for mental issues, mental mm. illnesses, and their causes, and especially with with um, People who who do sports on a high level, who play music on a high level, who are dancers, etc. Right. Um, everything where there's where there's such a such a such a pressure could be like Black Swan, could be ballet. Right. I've seen it with people who went to school with me because I've been on this elite winter sports school. Yeah. Even if I was not an elite winter sports guy. <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer: um, Figure skating mm -hmm. on ice surreal what these was these kids what kind of drills they have to go through mm -hmm. ski jumping skiing and and so many sports so many so many um, and, and also music if you want to get to a, a spot in a certain orchestra that brings you somewhere etc yeah same kind of thing like in whiplash and that's yeah. a big thing and i'm i still don't get because um as a society in germany that's what i can can, can speak for We are at a point where we speak more open about those kind of issues, mm -hmm. but I still would like to hear more from from the people who could have created some form of 
intervention before it must come that far. And in mm. most cases, those are the parents and their role and how much they push their children. Because I've also seen um, or, or have I've seen in in my surrounding cases where also the parents were a big factor of pushing their their kids so hard mm -hmm. until they break right either physical I, I know one guy who's who who had um too many bad injuries at the age of 16 and couldn't do his sports anymore or mentally right just like shortly the moment the protagonist of this movie is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but do you think that the protagonist in this film suffers from mental illness No, no, no. I don't think he's, he suffers from, from mental illness, but I, but I think this movie runs up to this point where mm. he's shortly before a complete breakdown. I mean, oh, he, yeah. has, he has a, I mean, he, he has, has a, a he has a heavy car crash before this concert. Yeah, gets on stage, bloody suit. Yeah, might have serious head injuries. Yeah, just to to fulfill his role and play this 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 rump part. Yeah, yeah. And then he does have this breakdown. He he quits everything. Yeah, it's crazy to see it. Yeah, that movie has so much, so much tension and so much uh, pressure. And no. you know, as a musician, you feel so bad for him. And yeah, and that's what makes it so good. Because, or I don't want to want to limit it as good, but I mean, the movie it is, is not good. so fix. Yeah, it is good, but yeah. the the whole the whole plot. Yeah, and how it's told, and and that's why I think the acting, the acting is so good. Yeah. It's not so fictional. Those are situations no, no. that happen. That's very every day. real. That's very real. I mean, maybe like the the specifics about you know, like I said at the beginning, like maybe the little specifics about what they're actually looking for in a drummer like that are 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 shifted in a certain way to tell the story the way they want. Yeah, yeah. But everything around that, the circumstances, the pressure, that's that's the limited chances, everything. That's all very real, and I think that's what really hits home. And I think that the the direction and the storytelling is very good in that movie. Yeah. And I also wanted to bring up, first of all, because it's a great movie. Mm -hmm. Second, because I really am interested in this kind of issue and what um, we as a society think is okay to do with, with kids. Mm -hmm. Plus, mm -hmm. I think it could be in another episode, mm -hmm. and I think that's a, that's a good point to close it. Yeah, a little cliffhanger. That's um, good could be a great topic with an artsy-fartsy immigrant we get on here yeah. who might have had to, to, to live through these kind of struggles and drills yeah. did and they, pressure. Did they, did they work through these pressures at home yeah. like via their art or did they maybe have a pressure to make their art from the parents? Yeah. That's also a good question, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll write that down for the next one. Pressure for... If you are an artsy immigrant or no one who might want to talk about this kind of topic, don't hesitate to text us or DM us on Instagram at artsy immigrants or send us an email at podcast at m94.5.de. And I got to say, thanks again, Jordan, for Man, an awesome conversation. Thanks for having me here in your new studio. I really, really, really like it. It's very cozy. I really li like this, that we have an actual face-to-face -face situation now. Because Yeah, I mean, this table is great. The whole setup is so nice. Guys, my old table, we were out. sitting around the corner, and it was all like turning yeah. around to see each other. Yeah, this feels way more like legit. And, yeah. I, and it's very well decorated, and I'm really happy for you guys. <laughs>
Um, yeah, guys, like we said at the, at the top of the show, uh, please go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify, wherever you listen to the show, and give us a, a comment or a review or a rating. You'd be so surprised how this actually works. It does help people find us or even just share um, sh- share what we do online or just word of mouth. Just tell your friends about us. Really helps a lot. Um, and again, I'm going to, by the time you hear this, I'll try and have this done where I will have re uh, reorganized the tiers on my Patreon. So, um, you know, if you want to support me as a musician and get something back from me, um, you'll be able to choose that offer. And I'll also, I'll try and incorporate, if you want to just support the show, uh, and, and we'll, I'll talk to Mo about some things that we can offer back to you as a thank you. Um, you can go to, um, I think it's just patreon.com slash Jordan Prince to support the music, support the music and also support the podcast. Um, feel free to write us anytime. And uh, this was a real pleasure, Mo. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great week. See you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Artsy Farts Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Badscheider, produziert für M94.5.